You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Making Waves. All right, guys. Uh, welcome, Ship Rockers. Welcome, Ship Rocker family, community, and any outlier fans that have joined us today on this wonderful Tuesday evening. Um, this is episode number five of Making Waves. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm here with my host. Well, the host. Sorry. Uh, you guys know Chad Nicefield from Wilson and from Ship Rocks uh, last year as the host. Um, very special uh, week this week for uh, Ship Rock. We have Stowaway Week. So everything this week will be focusing on the stowaways. Um, just a little bit of uh, a few notes for you guys real quick. Um, tonight, obviously, we have Making Waves. This Thursday, we'll have the uh, Stowaways uh, Squares, which is basically our uh, version of Hollywood Squares with several Stowaways people. And also, take note, folks, if you're following us tonight uh, for this Making Waves, in the comments sections, make your comments wonderful because the top two, and I'll throw in a sub there, so the top three uh, comments will basically make you the contestants for our Hollywood Squares, aka Stowaway Squares, this uh, Thursday. Um, so make sure and, and give us some good questions for Leo. Um, also, Friday, we're going to be uh, broadcasting a never before seen and heard uh, Stowaways uh, virtual event song for you guys. We'll have more information here in the next uh, probably 24 to 48 hours on that. Um, also, one other thing tonight, we're supposed to actually have Corey Glover on as well. Um, but he is a little, um, I don't know, maybe he'll come on, maybe he won't. So if he chimes in, uh, be well aware of the fact that he uh, is uh, a welcome guest here for the show tonight. Uh, but without further ado, please, guys, let's welcome um, the guy. Uh, I don't know how to describe this guy more than the fact that he is an incredible content creator and a multi-instrumentalist. And we've lucky to have him for three times now at Shiprock. Uh, you guys know Leo from Frog Leap Studios. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, my friend. I think he's um, a connoisseur of great-looking shirts, by the way, Leo. I by the way, and his studio is, that right there is the, that's high-level pro uh, content creation studio right there. Um, <laughs> you guys, if this is your first time joining us for Making Waves, obviously this is, we take about an hour uh, to kind of go into the lives and delve into the, the creative process of uh, people we've had as stowaways and artists um, that join us. Um, tonight is no different, and actually, this is really different for us because we've never had someone who kind of is more broad scheme than usual. And the fact that he's a gentleman who has over three million followers on YouTube, which is just staggering—I can't even get twelve hundred on Instagram. My God! Um, <laughs> and the fact that also he's very well versed in all the instruments he does—play—drums, keys, guitar. You guys have seen his guitar playing on Ship Rock. It is amazing, and the guy's energy level is unbelievable. Um, Without further ado, I'm going to let Chad take it from here. Guys, remember, send your comments in. We'll get to the best ones. And again, there is a dividend for those who uh, posted best two or three comments tonight. Okay, so let's let Chad and Leo get away from it, and I'll shut up for a while. Real quick, I just want to say to all the ship rockers that are tuning in, um, I really hope that Gilbert Gottfried is not 
on that live, this live stream right now because you have some competition for your Hollywood Squares moment if Gilbert is there. Anyways, Leo, <laughs> I have to also comment on uh, your choice of topware. Your upper torso is always dressed very nice. Whenever I see you, I always say, dang, that's a nice shirt. Uh, okay. Just want to let you know that I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Someone come with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what are you doing right now? How's everything going over there? Uh, now it's uh, past midnight, so I'm going to bed afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm just working as I always do in the studio. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working pretty normal times also, like Monday to Friday. I, I start recording on Monday finding a song to metalize and doing that, making the video and hopefully be ready by Friday and then put it out. So yeah, I've been doing that for six, seven years now. So yeah. yeah so been, uh, I was wondering, well, let's just jump right into it. How, can you take us through um, your content creation process? Besides, uh, you, you say on Monday, you pick your, cho your choice song and then on Friday it gets released, right? So yeah. what happened between Tuesday and Thursday? Yeah, so I picked the song and start recording it on, on the Monday and uh, try to get all the, all the elements down, like basic rhythm of guitar. It's usually guitar I start with. And uh, yeah, so on, on the Monday, I usually have like the basic outline of the song. Tuesday, I start doing vocals. So by Tuesday, the song is more or less coherent, I would say. Wednesday is uh, usually like a day of just spicing it up, doing all extra production stuff. Yeah. And usually I finish the song on the, on the Wednesday, like with the mastering and mixing and everything. And then the Thursday, I usually Party. shoot it and start editing and then... Maybe I get done on the Thursday, but usually I, I finish editing on the Friday and then put it out. So that's a whole, it's a packed week in there. You're, you clearly is no partying in the middle of that. What's your, uh, you, what's your like favorite part of the creation? Is it the starting with the guitar part? Is it just like figuring out what you're going to do? Uh, and through that process, where do you find yourself kind of like getting the most mo motivated? Uh, it depends. Uh, I'm sometimes I'm I'm maybe more into video stuff. I go, I go on a on a journey on YouTube and start checking stuff out and get inspiration for different stuff. But uh, usually when the song comes together and and mixing mixing it and having everything in it and starting to uh, that it feels right because. Because it, it sounds like shit like the first couple of days. So it's always like you have to bring it all together and then, okay, it's coherent, it's, it's fine now. And then you work at a pace that it's, it's a pretty fast pace. So I don't second guess myself too much either. I just like basically go for it, but I'm very detailed working type of guy. But I'm just very focused and then as I'm done with everything, like the video also, it's like I can sit back and like almost like see it for the first time because I've been so focused on all the details. So yeah, yeah, maybe at the end also just putting it out and 
and being, of course, I'm more happy some weeks than other weeks, but uh, it, it's very nice to have a job where you work all week and at the Friday when you put it out, you have thousands of people complimenting you like on what you do. So it's yeah. very a satisfying thing to do. Like you do something, you finish it and then, yeah. I would assume everybody that's watching right now, including myself, do, uh, conducting this with you, uh, is pretty jealous that, that uh, you, are, you get to do a, something like this where your work week then speaks for itself with celebration, right? No, pe most people in their, their jobs, whether that's a nine to five or even in, in a creative space, uh, yeah. hardly ever get to get, feel any sort of praise for the uh, effort, sacrifices, work that they put into something. And you just, that becomes part of the normal. So yeah. I, I, would, I would assume that that feels pretty great and that the idea of what you're creating and um, releasing, that sort of dragon that you chase, which is the fans, and um, how you've been able to build your, um, your, your blocks, if you will, or cinder blocks, if you will, um, into the space that you are now, it, it's got to be kind of a, I would, just, I would imagine, pretty and massively gratifying. Um, and with that being said, like, you're in a place now with your career of doing this exact process I don't even know how many times you tell me how many times you've done it. Uh, but how did you get started? How many times have you done it? But how many songs do you have out there? And how did you get started? And what really kept you going? Uh, I think I have, I actually haven't checked in a while, but I think it's around 300, close to 300, maybe. Wow. That's like 300 plus weeks of your life too, right? Yeah. If you're yeah, in yeah. the same process. Yeah. So how long have you been doing it for? I've been doing it full time for six, uh, seven, six, six years maybe. Cause I, I always like, uh, been into music, like since I was 14, but, uh, but I never like could make a living out of it as most people yeah. <laughs> do. Yeah. But, uh, when, when I bought a house in around two, 2010 I built a small studio outside and then I had uh, local bands come in and play so I made a living out of uh, recording and producing bands and doing like small video work for bands and playing also what do you call it, troubadour like acoustic shows oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah. like weddings you're a minstrel <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun and I was really like happy because oh shit, I can make a living out of music. Like that's incredible. Can and I, I, I start oh, I'm sorry. No, no. No, I just wanted to I really there's a lot of questions coming towards you, um, because people are really interested in your process. And I think the first one that we all have is and this is from Jessica. She asks, How do you choose the songs you cover? Um it it depends. I have like a list on my phone which comes from everything like hearing something on the radio i get a lot of suggestions on on my videos i also put out like please suggest songs so i just uh, yeah it's, it's very random how i pick it usually from suggestions but i have like a long list but it needs to feel right that's the whole i can't do it just because i think it's gonna go viral i've never like really tried to make viral videos i just have to do what feels right because i know if i do like a, a 70s song compared to hello by adele that probably 
hello, it's going to get more views. But I still need to, I can't chase the Billboard top 10 list all the time. I need to make it. I was going to say, do you ever, when you're finding those songs, do you look at ones that go, I can knock that out. Do you find ones, this one's going to really challenge me. Do you look more towards the one that are going to put you, like make you work that full week to get it? Or you just find ones that, oh, I can knock that out in 48 hours. Uh, no, I usually don't think like that. I, I, I just pick songs and then as soon as I started, it's like, shit, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be hard. What have I done? Yeah. Especially <laughs> if I do like, like uh, Disney stuff or symphonic things I'm not oh, yeah. uh, so used to. So I have to like pick um, chords on symphony that I have to translate into guitar playing, which is uh, much harder than doing like Take On Me, which is like, did it, did it, did it. it's much easier to do like those riff based songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, just real real quick to that, can I, Chad, before, I, I really want to grab this question because it's a good tie into that one. Um, our friend Aubrey, um, Shiprock, she asked, what's your favorite song you've covered so far out of the 300 plus? I don't know. I, I get that question a lot also. I, I don't really have, have one. Like, for me, the Adele Hello cover like took my channel to the next level. So that has like a special place for me but it's not like the best song i i've ever done i i probably i like the songs that are more crazy if i incorporate weird stuff in it banjo or like weird instrumentation uh, yeah it's more like but it's as a musician it's also you tend to like um i'm not a, like a psychotechnical player either but of course you do stuff and it's like oh she, this is pretty like out there and cool but for for the mainstream people they don't care because i can see m most of my popular videos are the ones that are pretty straightforward and not like showing off in any way yeah so yeah it's, it's a fine combination uh, line to write the whole thing yeah. well thank you so aubrey and jess uh i hope that guy answered your question as far as what he uh, chooses and, and what he's what he likes so far so uh, he's just got a vast catalog, so choosing one, I'm sure, is like choosing a child. I don't know which one's my favorite. <laughs> I don't even remember half of them anymore. <laughs> to that tune, as a, as a musician, both you know, um, in a touring sphere and, and, and a recording artist myself, you've got to get pigeoned into, you've got to kind of fit some sort of a mold after a while. It just, it's part of your, like, your brand and going out and producing the content that you're creating and producing the content you do, it, it keeps the ship afloat, right? So you're making, yeah. sometimes you, there's definitely decisions that you make that maybe aren't necessarily true to your first idea of what you wanted to do. And you put that, like you said, you put that Adele song out, right? And it takes you to a whole nother level. Then you see what's possible above that cloud as a, as a writer, as a, as a creator. You're in a unique space though, uh, which, like I'm so, so I think every songwriter, musician, player would be super jealous to be in where you can kind of craft and create your own lane entirely. Like you can do the Adele thing, but your fans aren't immediately ex uh, like they're not expecting you to do that. And you clearly have winners that aren't in that pop form format in particular. Yeah. And just thinking about it from my, from my perspective of like, wow, this dude wakes up, listens to some songs. He's not even listening to top 40, like Spotify lists, playlists or something like that. He's not mm -hmm. following volumetric data. He's listening 
and then deciding with his chest, with his heart, what he wants to do. And then he takes, you take your whole entire week to produce that. And sometimes it turns into numbers like Adele's songs and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. With that being said, besides the obvious love of it, what keeps you going? I mean, you know, like when you see like a spike from a song, like I'll use Adele as an, as an example, yeah. and your viewers, your viewership and, and, uh, you know, subsequently subscription base. And then the following song maybe is like a fourth of that. Does that put you in a space mentally to like, you know, be a little bit hardened or, or depressed if you would, or, or does it just kind of not matter to you? You get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so far beyond what I ever like dreamed of this could be yeah. in a way. So yeah, I, I don't really like second guess myself or yeah, like I said, try to pick songs because of this or that. Like it it worked back then, so I'll just do whatever I like, like or choose whatever songs I like. Of course, I uh, I, I love doing it because I love working uh, like this, like detailed and by myself. Um, but still, it's sometimes it it can feel like a, a job. Like of sure. course, you, everyone's up and down, and if you do the same thing in a way for seven years, it's of course it's. But I, I need to if I even have those kinds of thoughts, I just need to pinch myself because I am very very lucky to be be able to do it and still have have the fire and i think if you lose that inspiration to do it i couldn't because i had people in here watching me work also and say i could never work like that because it's so tedious yeah so you need to have you need to be like a creative uh, type of guy to to be able to to go in such detail every week to, to finish it. But it's very, but it's so, because uh, I've always been a guy who uh, f- finish stuff, like finish songs or videos. Yeah, because I think even most of the musicians I know are very good, like people around where I live also are better than me on guitar, but they like, they have like one riff and it's like, yeah, let's go grab a beer. So <laughs> the whole mentality with like, Okay, do it and just work on it till, till it's done. And, that, and that's how you learn also and just keep going. So That must Which be a also, thing. Yeah. Uh, we got a question from Rich, another one of our ship rockers. And this is, I think, it's going to answer a lot of people's questions. Because obviously you're very meticulous in your work habits, as you just explained. But your visual and audio production is so high value. Um, are you taught or did you go to school for that? Are you no, self-taught? I, I'm sorry, are you self-taught or did you go to school for this? No, self, self-thought. I've always like, been interested in... I started recording almost as soon as I started playing, like on an old four-track cassette thing. And after a few years also with, uh, with video and stuff. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm self-taught. So YouTube University. I, uh, I mean, you know, you always lean into some of the people who have figured some of the other versions of that. I mean, personally, I, I watch YouTube videos about literally everything and try to do it myself before I even ask another human being because I, I, I'm excited to figure out the path of, I think about everything I do. I don't know if you think about this this way, but the path of audio, the signal that you send out, send that comes from something and then moves through something and then 
eventually gets comes out on the other side, right? And why does it do that? And what enhances it or depreciates it uh, on its way out? And that that curiosity drives everything I do. And just from putting gas in my car to uh, buying groceries and whatever version of that like mathematical form- formulation. And I would assume this is exactly something that you're thinking about every single day, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, it, because I'm I'm 41 now also. So I, I've been doing it like I remember like my parents having old camcorders and this is like way before YouTube or anything. Sure. Like I always like been interested in in doing it of course like the last 10 years with youtube now i can just like you can go online and you can get everything information about anything so that's that's great like but i think like having the experience of of doing it for several years before and then for me it was just lucky when it all like combined down to youtube it's like i've always been interested in video and and recording by myself and there was no market for that like before and then suddenly oh i could put all these things that i love to do in one and yeah suddenly it took off from there so yeah, it's I, pretty- it, I say it every day that um people like yourself the uh, social what most people might refer to the tomb as social as term as social influencers but content creators are the new rock stars there's no there's no rules or like the idea of what a rock star used to be a badass. So it's just a different version of it inside of this box that we call a computer and all of the, the, the tools we use. You won't have rules. You can do whatever the fuck you want when you wake up. And if it doesn't work, great. I'm on to something else in the, uh, as it moves forward. And it's, clearly it's working, which brings me to my, my next part is ship rock and being, out there, being able to come out. And now not only are you able to find yourself in a career space in the digital realm by with content creation but now in the physical brick and mortar idea of what music and audio uh, and visuals uh kind of do you you're getting booked you know you're, you're coming on things like ship rocks i'm sure there's a massive amount of other opportunities that this has brought to you and uh and i'd love to talk to you more about that but in regards to ship rock because that's what we are here to talk about when you first came on in 2018 did you at that point in time have you had you really like been a how do i use it like a social influencer content creator that had existed in a live space that got booked you know like specifically to do what you do but live um no that was <laughs> yeah that was an incredible experience coming on on that cruise just the cruise itself and standing on an island on Bahamas was just like an incredible experience. But also like, have that kind of crowd also where many people uh, knew me like from, from YouTube. So I think it was around that year because I've been sitting at home because I see the numbers, but it doesn't like really compute. That's so exactly. you go out and like you meet people, especially like in those concentrated rock uh, gatherings. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And like also coming on ship rock and and meeting people I grew up listening to also, and some of them knew who I was, and many was interested in in the way that I work because it's a new new way to make a living. And yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's uh, yeah, Shiprock has been like 
yeah, some of my top experiences. Like, it brings into question how someone like you who works diligently by yourself and now a ship rock the stowaways, you're put into this, you know, <laughs> you do this collaborative effort and you have to learn the song in X amount of days with these people that, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, you know, if you're playing with someone that you've enjoyed growing up and now you're playing with them and it's like, I got to get over that part of this and actually perform the song as best I can. What's it like moving from a solo kind of position into now I'm part of this collaborative effort? Is it easy, hard, a hurdle, no problem? Uh, yeah, it, it's no problem because I'm, I always like for, for 20 years, I've been playing in bands. That's basically what I've been doing, playing around locally or like in Norway or Scandinavia. So I'm, I'm, I'm more experienced still in, in playing live than than doing YouTube in a way, so yeah, I have no problem with with that uh, really going on, uh, and also meet and because I'm older, if I was 18 and like met met uh, Brian from Corn, uh, that would be I would probably be very yeah. Stuck. You're at the point now we're just adults trying to do a work doing doing our job. Yeah, and meeting them on on common ground is like yeah we we're doing this together and it's no like okay. yeah that was amazing like because then you're on a different level and uh, still still it's very cool for me being like an old fan of of yeah. some of these people and and being able to do this stuff. It's um, interesting to see the dynamic of that real quick when you're what you just said coming on the ship, being part of Stowaways, learning songs with your essentially colleagues in, in, and also, you know, maybe heroes, like you said in the past, but it's a different visual uh, for you now as an older gentleman than, you know, a younger kid would be. And also half of the time, I would assume that most of those musicians that you're now playing with or are sitting in front of on the ship are like, dude, tell me how you're doing that. Because it is a whole nother world of like, I think about it. I thought about it a couple of years ago, every single day, like, how is this working? How are you monetizing? How are you able to have a career in this way? Because my body's starting to hurt and I want to figure out ways that I don't have to go lug a, you know, a, a cab every single day or whatever it is. I, yeah, I can yeah. see them being like, you're the shit, dude. Please tell me more. Yeah, it is amazing. Like, yeah, with the whole like monetization on YouTube, especially doing covers, you have to, have the rights to to sell them also so that's when i figure out like getting the licensing and being able to monetize and all this stuff that's when i really like went for it because i was i was yeah yeah because i was talking about how i i started because i started doing covers uh, uh acoustic covers on my channel because i was playing locally acoustic so that's how I started putting it out. Just, yeah, you can book me for a wedding. That's why I started doing that. But because I, I have a metal background, I, I'm a more confident in metal than acoustic. So I did I did one song, like Poker Face by Lady Gaga. I, I think I spent like a day on it and put it out. And it got like a million views in, in a period of time. Yeah. And that's when I, okay, yeah, I, I really like to do this. And then, then I sat down and like, fully went for it like okay i'm gonna because with youtube especially it's it's important to be consistent and putting out content every week speaking or of, whatever so speaking of content um ship rocked obviously we've been able to take advantage and you, you've been able to provide us with two great moments with you doing the thriller and bring the noise 
Mm. Uh, thriller that was we were we knew you're up to something that week but when we finally saw the finished product we were like holy shit what did he do <laughs> almost on the radar it was like what's going on? okay he got it done uh what was your process going into that and did you know going online you know going on the ship i'll i'll be able to pull this off and do this and it's just amazing thanks but uh, yeah that was a uh, much a uh, as much as an effort from Al and uh, and yeah, like the ship crews crew guys who helped helped out, because I have a, I rarely plan anything with videos, like like on on the boat also. That's probably one of the more planned videos I've done. But still, I I, I don't know what's happening. I, I always like take it in the moment and do it and. Uh, yeah, a big like I call people like, hey, do you have a bus? Yeah, I'll come tomorrow and pick you up, and then uh, I have a music video on the bus or going in like a hockey arena here in town. Also, we had like I had like this huge arena and my logo was everywhere, and it's just like I just made a call yesterday. So <laughs> basically, all my videos are like that. But yeah, and and I look back on like the thriller video, also it's like that turned out really good. But I had some hope because I knew like the video team on board was really good. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we started, everyone was with them. They had all like the dress, dressed up and makeup and everything. So, yeah, but it's, 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 it's surprising to me as to everyone else. It's like, you sit back and like, mm, yeah, that, that turned out good. So, and then bring the noise. I mean, that just, that was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Just a great performance all the way around. And it was, that was fun. The parade was that, amazing. That uh, I wanted to ask you about where, you know, you were riffing with Danny and the Shiprock team about what you were going to do. And, you know, right before the ship or whatever, um, the Shiprock crew decided that they were going to do a uh, send-off party from in, you know, Mardi Gras in uh, uh, New Orleans down there and kind of came up with this idea and nobody really knew exactly what you guys kind of came up with this idea. Nobody really knew how that was going to get pulled off or what it was going to look like. And then doing it, because I, I was on, I was in that parade yeah. myself, and I, I watched it, you know, go down and what you were capturing. And then post, you know, I watched this some of the sh- on the beach. I watched you get all the content and things like that. And then what you ended up turning out and turning around post the ship was like what the fuck it like all kind of just like you said spur of the moment you, you decide you're going to do it let's get the content if it doesn't make the cut it doesn't make the cut but let's get it right uh yeah, yeah. in in an effort to like describe that a little bit in Shiprock, um our community of people are all about i feel like exciting ideas and there's not really ever like a no for an answer it's like let's try it and if it doesn't work uh, I guess we could blame it on somebody else type sort of situation. Uh, do you find, you know, that sort of mentality, I guess, I don't want to like put anybody else down, but how do we differ than other scenarios and situations that like the, the hockey arena, for instance, you know, I don't really know what the story is yeah. there, but going in and be like, we're going to do bring the noise in on a, in a parade. That's uh, we've, we've organ, you know, organized for downtown New Orleans during Mardi Gras. And then we're going to get on a ship. Yeah. It kind of sounds like it's a farce, like it's not even fucking possible, right? And then you call, saying, I call an arena, and then you do it. What is the difference in, in that expectation versus reality and then the ship's expectation versus reality for you and your content, I suppose? Yeah, I don't... Well, 
what's great about Shiprock because you're there in a limited amount of time anyway. So you have to do it right. within that space or that parade. You have to have to get it done and everyone is on that level of yeah, we can do this. And of course you have all the all the um, uh, people who are on Shiprock who's ready to party or ready to do anything like you want to do this like jump up there okay so everyone's like happy and uh, in the right mindset to to do it uh, yeah so it's yeah it's different from from everything else because i'm usually a guy if i go in like a hockey arena or whatever like okay i want to do this within three hours or yeah just do it fast and get done and uh, yeah when you go to when I come to Shiprock also, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, everyone's on the same place and you just have to get it done because there's, there's no like second day to do it anyway. So yeah, it just works. But it, but yeah, I, I didn't know even with the bring the noise, cause that, that video turned out more like a, I don't know, like a documentary style video com- compared to the thriller, which was more cinematic style video. But uh I think I thought that the Bring the Noise was going to be more, I don't know, cinematic in a way, but I think it turned out good in that way also. It feels more like someone just filmed some craziness on a parade and on a beach. In, in yeah, Mexico. it definitely had a more journalistic approach to it than the yeah. film director per se. Um, yeah. Beth, one of our ship rockers, Beth, wanted to know on Thriller, how long did that take you to make um, when you were on the ship, those segments? Uh, that was long for a couple of hours, I guess. Yeah. That's a couple hours. So I don't know how he did it. He got it done in a couple hours. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sleep now. So I think I, I got to imagine this, like, like you said to, to the fans on the ship, this is a moment that, I mean, even the, the band, everybody, anybody who's a part of it, this is a moment that like will be captured and it will live on forever and will be seen. Like uh, your vibe and your brand will be seen the ship, you know, as you as a human in your video in a much wider version representation of, uh, uh, for the rest of the world. I mean, millions of people are going to tune in and look at what what we do, you know, look at yeah. our energy and look at our, what we are as humans and the, the, the sort of content that we're able to produce here in this brick and mortar version of, well, ship and mortar version of uh, living, it doesn't really exist in other places. And I, I find it to be so, I don't, I don't really know. I, I find what you to do, what you do and produce to be so thrilling for the rock and metal world when you're able to take a space like ship rock and lift its visibility up to show the rest of people who may or may not be familiar with a ship cruise or something like that of just yeah. how much fun it is and how much camaraderie it is. These, these variables are, you can't change what somebody's going to do in the video content. So you're kind of yeah. like left to like sort through what you can put in there. And it's all always good. I feel like, I think, I think it's always good. If I could be, I could be wrong, but let me know. Uh, of course it's like, because I, I make my content is, uh, supposed to be fun, light-hearted, and party-ish and stuff. So Shiprock is like the perfect thing for me. Yeah. I know if I'm going to shoot a video and if you have people on board 
joining in. I know it's going to be fun because it, it is fun on the boat. So like everyone is in party mode, it's great music. And yeah, it just shows you can basically just film anyone. And it's like, yeah, it's all they're, they're definitely. Yeah. Up for yeah. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, Jennifer asked, what was your most memorable or memorable, not just moment, but moments on, on the three times you've been on shirt box so far? Uh, I think it's got to be the first time I was on when we were on that private island in uh, Bahamas. Because mm -hmm. I remember going off the boat also. I, I think I, I was one of the first who was off, so I, I was pretty much alone on that island. And I, I did like a drone shot. The drone video when you, when you were sitting on the beach and you sent your drone way out there? Is that yeah, yeah. It was basically, it just looked like me there. Yeah. I'm just like the feeling of being like in the middle of nowhere on. An island was, yeah, it was like amazing. But like all the, uh, the, the shows also bands I've seen and, uh, and also played on, on the deck or wherever it's like, yeah, it's, it's been so many moments, but the standout is they're like standing on Bahamas Island, like by myself, like what, how, how did I end up here? It's crazy. Can, can, can you bring us back to like the call you got, you know, like, I'm so curious as to what you were thinking um, when you were invited. Did Alan, did Alan call you? Does Alan call uh, you? Uh, it, the first time? Yeah. Uh, no, it was Danny who okay. who sent me a mail. Because I, I, I think I just heard about like those types of crews also. I didn't have any like knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. And okay. I hadn't heard of like Shiprocked. And then I looked it up. It's like, wow, this looks pretty uh, crazy. So, but still going over the first time, I didn't know like you know, what I was expecting really. I, I had no like, uh, no high hopes really. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to see. It's going to, maybe it's going to be weird. I don't know. It's like, this was the first time I, I also was out and was performing in with the YouTube thing also. So it's, yeah, it was kind of, it's, but everyone, like all the artists and all, everyone on board is just like, so cool to talk to. I haven't like met anyone who's like being a real cocky rock star or just, Crazy. No, they check that at the door when they get on the, on the game. Yeah, I've heard that. Let that go. We're, we're, we're at Ocean Man. This maritime rules. Um, you, what you just mentioned, though, is, and Chad will attest to this, is like when you come on for your first time, our artists are like very apprehensive. Not like they don't want to do it. They're just like, what am I going to run into here? What is this thing? They get yeah. on it. After the first day, you're like, I get it now. And then obviously, as you come on years on, it's just like you're already prepared on what you're going to do, how you're going to go about it. Um, because a lot of things with a lot of, you know, a lot of bands, like you're going to be like meeting people going to be right there with you at the fans, everything, you know, there's no, yeah. you know, it's just basically, hi, hi, how are you? And then it becomes this very family atmosphere. They leave you to yourself. And, you know, when you want to be approached, they approach you and whatever else. So it's really just a great respectful family. So it's really great to hear that, that you went through that too, where you're kind of like, what is this? And then you get on and you're like stoked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you, when you say Danny mailed you, I, I just in my in my pic, I picture a physical snail mail getting coming into the into your mailbox. So you, he he emailed you though, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, and I was hoping that you were like, no, I just opened my my mailbox and there was a letter. <laughs> there's a VHS cassette pay that, that there was an official uh, invite for the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, like golden tickets. Yeah, totally. And the, so then you, so here you are. You get this email. You open it up. You're like, what the hell is this ship rock? Um, a rock cruise and you could probably, I'm sure there's some sort of pitch and, you know, some, some sort of media to check out. Uh, yeah. When you decided to come, can you, when you got on the plane, the whole nine yards, right? You, you land wherever, uh, what was Shiprock 18? Where did we go? Uh, Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. So yeah. you land before we, so we, we left from Miami, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, when you, so you get into Miami and you see this cruise ship. And now it's real. <laughs> well, how did how did that feel? Like walking through the the whole process. Like now you're here at this ship. You're walking on, and then you see that when when you first walk in, you'll see like that. I forget what the room is actually called, but the bar. Uh, atrium. And, yeah, atrium. yeah, the atrium. Yeah, and you see the atrium. What was that? Do you, can you can you remember that feeling? <sighs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. I. I it took a few hours before I realized how big it was. <laughs> like also, because I went into the atrium, it's like, okay, this, okay, it's a bar here, and yeah, it looks cool and stuff. But just, and then it went up and out and under. I remember like the first days and the second day, I, I just went down the stairs, and I went into the Ivanhoe Theater. I didn't even know that there was anything in there. And I just like turned around with the stairs and suddenly I was in this huge like concert space and I saw, was it in this moment? I remember that because I never heard them before and it was great. And it was just randomly going down the stairs and then this huge theater like inside the boat that I'd never even seen the first day or two was like, okay, this is pretty incredible place. Like... And having so many stages also, it's just like, yeah. Because I, I love that uh, f- festival type of stuff where you can just go from one place to another. And yeah, I get bored if I have to see a whole concert, if I'm not like a super fan. <laughs> and, and then you get surprised and then you see a whole thing like, whoa, what, what is this? Like, okay. Yeah, I mean, that was always a thing with the two performances because obviously with us running everything simultaneously, you want to catch this band, but I got to see that band too. How am I going to do this? Oh, I get that on Thursday. I'll catch this one on Monday. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. You can do that. For you. Which brings us to the question, is that, was there any action you, you weren't aware that you saw during your, your time on Shiprock where you went, wow, that's that's a and I'm going to follow. Uh, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been several bands. Like in this moment, it's, it's the one that pops out, which, uh, yeah, but just because of the whole stage show and everything, it was like mm-hmm. Mishuka meets uh, cool female vocal, <laughs> just crazy. But yeah, it, it's been a lot, but, um, I, I, I can't remember so many names either. There's been a lot of uh, bands from which I listened to back in the day also, mm-hmm. which is fun, because I, I like the whole style of, of music on the boat also, because it's not too uh, too hard. It's not like oh, death metal. It's like party music. Yeah, And that fits me. In that setting, it's just like perfect music to be on a boat and just like sing along to 
to anth rock anthems. Yeah, right. I mean, we, we love metal. I mean, obviously, with us doing uh, Motorboat for a couple of years, and we, we love the hard stuff. But, you know, you always try to find something that's, that suits both, you know, obviously male, female, you know, old, young. And where, where's, where's the best cross-section here? So we usually, usually kind of hit it right on the nut most of the time. So Yeah. I have to comment on um, something in just talking about new bands and diversity. Uh, I think that the ship does a really good job every year um, of not only being making sure that the lineup is diversive and inclusive uh, of human nature in general, but also finding new bands that um, they believe in and being one of the, being one of those bands from, from uh, the ship and how we got our start in 2013 there, it changed everything for us. You know, it allowed so many more doors to open and so many other people, so many people to take us more seriously than they had maybe had before when we're like pitching for other festivals. And that, that sort of culture that the ship has created within itself, it allows for the choices. I mean, they basically have built a situation where like a band can break on there really because the fans that are on that boat, they're from all over the world. And they're given an opportunity as a band. You're given an opportunity to play for a small amount of people from, uh, but from all over the world. And, but when yeah. they leave that boat, they're going to their home and they have maybe their merchandise or maybe their memories, or, and they're sharing your stuff on their social media, whatever it is. Did you yeah. see happen to see you know from coming on in 2018 and not really being like you said what you do on the internet, not really being subjected to like the live version of entertainment yet? Did you see an uptick in like? Um, you know, connecting with new fans or, you know, I mean, your numbers are so huge that it would be hard to like really justify where your subscription base is coming from. But I would yeah. assume that your conversations uh, would lead you to believe that you know exactly where they came from. Yeah. I, I can't remember seeing like not in on numbers, but uh, you get, when you meet a lot of people also, you get maybe more dedicated fans yeah, and stuff, and I know my uh, the states. I have the most uh, fans or most views. So yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, because I always I'm thinking about that stuff. Like if uh, if they is a huge uh, Facebook page or something plays my videos, will will I see like a spike in something? The only thing I, no I noticed there was with the hello video, they started playing it on the serious uh, uh, radio channel. Yeah. That then uh, then America took off on that. But uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know with the with the cruise how how it has affected really. But I I see a lot of comments. I, I've even played because I put together a band, Frogly band, who plays shows. Uh, we've only been touring Europe, but still there's been people at shows out in Europe who's been on Shiprock. That's what like, I'm Yeah, and that's amazing. Like, hey, and they have like the Shiprock banner or something in the crowd. Hey, it's, yeah. yeah. Man, so, we, talk, we talk about that with every time we talk to an artist. It's like, you know what, you're going to see this, not so much a huge uptick, but you're going to see like, like you said, you're overseas of all places and you're seeing people and they're showing up with banners or the jerseys or t-shirts and just, and they, they get along and they, be, they create this family away from the cruise. Yeah. yeah. You play in the States, you'd see them 
and different cities, you know, 40, 50, 60, you know, at the festivals, like gets to most 200, they all get together and it's, it's their, it's their crew. Um, yeah. so see that is definitely something. And I'm always saying, man, if Leo toured the States, you know, anyway, you'd have this built in audience from ship rockers who followed you. But then imagine, I imagine everyone from places you, like YouTube and content people would obviously uh, go as well, but it, it'd be interesting to see the amount of banners and flags and things you see at shows over here. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to, I'm, we're going to come over eventually to mm -hmm. the state. We were planning maybe next year, but I don't know with the whole Corona thing now, but uh, it's been amazing in Europe. Like we played a couple of years now and it's just been skyrocketing. It's like we played a festival last year for, we, we were a late night special and played after Slayer and it was 40,000 people in the crowd. It was just like, what? Was that what the Vakken show? No, no, but Wacken was also amazing. Uh, Nova Rock is called this huge. Yeah, festival. yeah, Nova Rock down there uh, in Austria, maybe? Or Croatia? Yeah. 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 Uh, that amazing. was the most. Rock you play after Slayer? After Slayer, yeah. It was yeah That's great on the resume, man. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And it was so perfect because uh, we were the last band, so every other band on the festival was finished, so everyone had to come there if they wanted to their music so they said like the organizer also that was the most people this far on the festival of any band it's like okay yeah, amazing. Hey, like, another real quick question and it kind of ties into your playing live uh our lees i think it's our lees <clears throat> correct me if i'm wrong darling um when you're standing on the stage and you're playing and you're kind of at the edge of the stage and you're looking out and people are singing and shouting and everything to your to the music you're involved in at that point whether it's yourself or a collaborative thing how do you feel inside is that easy? Obviously, probably the easiest world question to answer in the world. But how do you feel inside? Yeah, of course, it's great. It's like the little teenager in me. It's like, holy shit, this is. <laughs> I made it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it depends also. Like, if you're playing for huge crowds, like the one I talked about, also, it's like that stuff doesn't even like compute in your head until a couple of days later or something you see a video it's like really <laughs> really like yeah but just playing for thousand people or forty thousand it feels the same it's just like it's amazing anyway and and because of the songs we play with the band now it's all these because I'm, I'm doing cover songs like it's <laughs> it's a pretty weird thing i'm doing so everyone knows them if they want it or not yeah but you're definitely putting a certain spin on it that almost makes it in a lot of ways you just revamped it and made it yours at least for that you know for yeah, that yeah period of time obviously but uh yeah so chad we've almost had the gentleman from us an hour here uh you got any follow-up questions for him or we uh see if we'll take maybe one or two more while you guys talk a little bit longer yeah i mean if it, of course if the ship rockers have some questions um yeah i, I just wanted to ask um you know, you mentioned something about coming over to the States and we, we, we don't have to go and talk about this for very long, but, uh, and the, the inability for you to do so or anybody to really do any sort of physical touring right now. Um, what, what is it like over there right now? Uh, as far as, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic is concerned, are you, is there, is there concerts happening? Are you seeing like life out and about or is that, is it everybody shut down? Everything's shut down as well still? Uh, besides the essentials yeah no it's all shut down we were supposed to tour in in uh, april 
so that got postponed till October, like yeah. uh, around Europe. But uh, I don't think the October is going to happen either. Yeah. So, so you're it, the same boat as everybody. I mean, yeah, because yeah, because the shows are the last things that's going to reopen. Because there's a lot of sweaty people together. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, But Norway is pretty good. There's very low uh, cases here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things are almost back to normal. There's still restrictions for a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, you can do what you want. But it's... Yeah, it's been a sh- shit year. <laughs> Holy shit. Because yeah, we were supposed to do... <laughs> well, no, you're talking about the uh, the sweaty body thing. It's like this thing that one of the directives that came out when this came down the pike, the whole COVID thing, is like once concerts come back, that moshing was going to be taken out. Like, you know, that was going to be the warning, like no moshing at concerts. I'm thinking, yeah, that's going to last all about two seconds when that band gets up there and plays. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and um, all the death. And it's a, yeah, it's a room full of death. <laughs> that's a new band yeah. name. Uh, yeah. Hey, real quick question. Let's kind of go way back for you for a second. Uh, this is both Lolita and David. Lolita wants to know, did you take music lessons? Are you self-taught there as well? Uh, I'm self-taught, yeah. I wish I could knew more theory because, yeah, it would be great. But in some cases, it could maybe, maybe I would stay within boundaries. So in some ways, yeah, I'll do solo stuff, which... People would say, who know, why did you go from that scale to that scale? And it's like, I don't know any of those scales. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it can be good in some cases, but yeah, it's a, yeah. And, and, okay, so Lolita, he is a self-taught man. Um, I don't know how he has the capacity to do all these things self-taught. Jeez Louise. Um, also, David wants to know what's your favorite instrument to play? Yeah, guitar is the first thing I started playing, so that's closest to home, really. That's a rock star move, Dave. He loves a guitar. <laughs> well, uh, Leo, man, if you had anything else, Chad, uh, by all means, but Leo, man, you've given us, again, like an hour of your time. I know it's really late there in Norway right now, and we super appreciate your time and, and just your great stories and you're uh, just breaking everything down for us and letting us know who you are uh, more than just you know, what we already know. So it's been really a wonderful time with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to just talk to people in general. (laughs) Just anyone who's out there. But uh, real quick, before we let you go, Leo, again, guys, uh, a few words. Um, I will reach out privately to the two or three people that are going to be joining us for the uh, Stowaway Squares as a contestant. So uh, are any of them Gilbert Godfrey before before we move any further? Do what now? Are any of the uh, potential winners Gilbert Godfrey? Niet, no. <sighs> uh, so I'll reach out to them, guys. So look for something within the hour in your uh, in your inboxes. Um, also, what else we got going? Oh, yeah. want to remind you guys, we do have a few cabins left for 2021. Listen, guys, I know it's a bit concerned for everyone, but uh, – after meetings with uh, with the cruise lines, everything as of right now, we're still 100% go. So you know, let's uh, we'll keep you guys always abreast of what's going on. But right now, we're all good to go. So uh, get those uh, bikini abods in shape, and uh, you guys too. And uh, we'll keep doing that. Again, we do have a few cabins select, and as we always say, and Chad always loves, 
You'd rather be waving from the uh, the ship than the shore. So make sure and get those. Go to shiprock.com to book those cabins. Or uh, you could always look for a cabin mate there. We have other ways to do that. You can find that at Shiprocked through all of our different forums. Um, also, guys, remember this Friday the 10th. I hate to hit you with all this information at once, but we might as well do it. Uh, you already got this in your email boxes, but we do have the premiere of the Stowaways music video, and we'll have more information here in the next day or two on that and what time to tune in and where. Um, for anyone who's watched this podcast, missed it, wants to hear it again, and of our previous ones, you can go to Apple Music and Spotify, go to Making Waves, and you can find our podcast there, audio only. So unfortunately, you're not going to be having uh, Chad's wonderful face to look at. Uh, I'm going to refer to Leo's incredible t-shirt, I mean, shirt selection. So that's what you're really missing out on. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that shirt. Um, oh, Apple and Spotify listeners, go check out his shirt. At yeah. Speaking of, um, is there a? Do you have a site you want to? Do you have merch available that people can go to and, and pick up? Yeah, uh, yeah. Everything is at frontleapstudios.com. All the music and uh, merch and tour dates, which are all up in the air now, but um, <laughs> yeah, we call them pending. We call them pending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, guys, go to frogleapstudios.com to uh, purchase any of Leo's music and merch and help support this gentleman. Um, this has been a fantastic hour with you, and thank you. You're so vital to, uh, to what we're doing here these last few years, and obviously you're a huge fan. Um, our, we're huge fans of your work and, and what you've done stowaways, and, and we'll continue to follow you on, on uh, YouTube and get you up to 5 million followers at some point. <laughs> so tell all your friends folks um again guys if you missed it tonight we we're supposed to also have Corey glover joining us but uh we're gonna have Corey on another time so if you're looking forward to hearing from him you will soon enough we'll have more information in on that other than that leo obviously my friend best uh, best to you we'll obviously hopefully be in touch with you soon um we'll continue to look for your work man it's fucking extraordinary and uh chad as always my brother we'll talk again this week at some point we'll be I guess we'll be doing some stuff. Look, guys, we love you guys dearly. Always, always know that. Uh, take care of yourselves. Be well to each other. And uh, you know what? We're going to get this industry rolling again here really soon. It hey, wouldn't it be fucking special if Shiprock 2021 got this thing going again. So awesome. Everyone, have a great week. We'll talk soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Leo. Bye. <laughs> if you want some more, I want everyone in this crowd to say, hell yeah. Do you want some more? Uh, then let's play some more. This 
is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. <laughs>